Today's episode is called Free Will, Fate and Decisions. And when talking about those terms, we also need to touch on determinism, which is the antithesis of free will. At least that's what the majority of people think. Let's start by explaining the two most important terms, free will and determinism. Free will is simply the power and freedom an entity has to choose and make decisions. Determinism, on the other hand, is the actions an entity makes based on predetermined criteria. Those decisions are predictable given the circumstances. In other words, you are actually not making free decisions, but they are the result of a scripted long list of events. Fate is similar to determinism in a way, but not the same thing, because although fate is the end result, it still allows you to deviate your journey and exercise your free will. In my opinion, life is a combination of free will, determinism, and fate. This idea was also supported by Arthur Middleton Jong, who, by the way, was the inventor of the first Bell helicopter. But he was also a cosmologist, philosopher, astrologer, and author. A brilliant mind. Welcome to Astra Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Joy, and I'm just the messenger. Have you ever wondered if the decisions you make are really yours? Or is it an external force making you take those decisions and worst of all, you think it was your decision? Or do you think fate is a real thing? Meaning that your final actions and all that will happen is already written in the book of the cosmos? Or perhaps you ask yourself, what would have happened if I had decided a different thing at that moment? Those are the kinds of questions we ask ourselves at some point in our lives or even often, which is something completely normal for entities of our path of evolution. Us humans, we're just babies of the universe learning how to walk and how to keep the balance. Before we dig deep into the episode, a reminder. All the information provided in this particular episode should be taken with discernment. Most of it is composed of my own opinions based in different belief systems, philosophies, and teachings. It's up to you to only allow and believe whatever resonates with you and awakes interest and genuine curiosity in you for a further development of your personal journey. This is what this episode is about today. Exercising your free will. I'm going to tell you a secret. Well, it is not really a secret, but many people don't think this is real, even though there is scientific proof. The secret is that whatever you believe in is what you create and what you allow to manifest. This means that if you don't believe in miracles, it is improbable that you will get a miracle done to yourself. But it can still happen to you, but you will try to find an explanation for it. If you don't believe in ghosts, then you probably won't be able to see them as easily. But still, you could be able to see one. But again, you'll try to find a logical explanation for that. But these logical explanations are based on what you already know. But what happens if what you know is not true? The same goes the other way. If you believe that a medicine will cure you, you will feel better when you take it. Even though the medicine is just a sugar pill. But you didn't know that. That's called the placebo effect. There is a place called Santuario of Our Lady of Lourdes in France, where it is said that its waters are miraculous, a 
about 70 miracles have been registered by people with a very bad disease getting cured after visiting and bathing in its waters. Doctors don't know how to explain this, but it happens. From what I know, and this is my own opinion, I wouldn't attribute the miracles to the Lady Lourdes, but to the people themselves, since it is their own beliefs that cure them. But also is the place, because the place now holds strong healing energy created by the believers. Probably if you don't believe in that religion, but you believe that going to that place and taking a shower will cure you, then you'll get cured. This is not a crazy idea. It's based on quantum physics. I'll explain what quantum physics says about this later in this episode. The placebo effect has been used by doctors since the 1700s. They realized that fake medicines could improve people's symptoms. The word placebo comes from the Latin, and it means, I shall please. The placebo effect has been tested in laboratories around the world with subjects that were told were given medicine when in fact it was not real medicine. Often being a sugar pill, a water fill injection, and even some patients were told had surgery when in fact they didn't. But they woke up on a hospital bed and had to do all the same things as if they had the surgery. All of these patients had almost or even the same results as if they were treated. But everything was in their head, their mind, their consciousness. If this is applied to everyday life then, can you imagine the possibilities of living your full potential? You only have to believe that you are creating your own life and start thinking and believing how you would like it to be. But as soon as you doubt it, you destroy it and go back to square one. The same goes to the negative side. If you believe that the world is a terrible place, that's what you create around you. Everything vibrating at the same frequency will be attracted to you and vice versa. Have you ever wondered why is most of the news in mainstream media always negative? Think about it. So the placebo effect is when you generate healing in yourself by just believing something will heal you. The nocebo effect will create the opposite. And guess what produces a nocebo effect in yourself? Well, of course, yourself. By thinking negative thoughts. Often, those negative thoughts are triggered by a negative information that you receive or a negative perception. Let's say, for example, a global pandemic, a general negative status quo, a doctor telling you that you might have a disease, and many other sources. But it's ultimately up to you, the one who is receiving and processing that information. Miracle a word I don't normally use because it's related too much to the religious sense, but it's still an interesting word. Let's hear what's the definition of a miracle. Quote, an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and it's therefore attributed to a divine agency. Unquote. Now, I don't think it cannot be explained. It could be explained if we had the technological advancement and knowledge to do so. Again, not explicable by natural or scientific laws, but we don't know all the natural and scientific laws of the universe. We are babies. We don't even know much about our own oceans, let alone universal natural and scientific laws. 
What it means is that we don't know, therefore we cannot explain it, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or it doesn't happen. Arthur Charles Clarke once said, quote, Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Unquote. I really like that quote. So what we see as miracles are just ways that universe works that we totally ignore. A very advanced civilization might have that knowledge and create devices to manipulate forces and energies we still don't understand. Some civilizations might even be able to do so without the need of an external device, just like some animals can see in the dark. But we use artificial technology to do it. Reductionism. Reductionism is the view that all parts of the world and of our own experience can be traced back or reduced down to one singular thing. This view of the world is basically saying that even our thoughts and decisions are not of our own. They are viewed as mental states which are biological because there are chemical reactions and such. Thus, they are physical. And everything that is physical is deterministic. You can use mathematics to calculate anything that is deterministic. Basically, this view of the universe says that everything is some kind of machine. We are biological machines that don't make our own decisions, although it might seem like it. This kind of makes sense, because if I'm hungry, I'll eat. If I'm happy, I'll make a different decision than if I'm sad. There are some behaviors that can be predictable, but some others cannot. The behavior of particles at a quantum level is not predictable at all. The doubles leg experiment is one example of that. I encourage you to Google it. Just type double slit experiment. This changed science forever. In a nutshell, electrons are fired from a device one by one, and they have to go through a wall which has two slits. On the other side of it, there is a sensitive material or another wall that will show where the electrons have landed. Electrons are supposed to be solid matter, but when the scientists saw the result, they saw an interference pattern on the sensitive material. That only happens with waves, not with matter. So they decided to place a measuring device to quantify the amount of electrons passing through each slit and how it happened. When they did that, the electrons started behaving like particles, leaving two marks on the sensitive material behind the two slits. This puzzled the scientists and even today, there are many theories to explain this, but no one still haven't demonstrated why this happens. One of the theories is that the observer or consciousness is who is responsible for collapsing the particle into one possibility. But before it is measured or observed, it is just a wave of infinite probabilities. In the quantum level, it is not possible to determine the position and speed of an electron or a similar sized particle in time. This has to do with the uncertainty principle. That's another term you can Google and research about it. This is all about quantum physics. So if you have time and want to know about the double slick experiment and uncertainty principle, I recommend you research a little bit more about this. But what does it all mean to us? Well, if everything in the universe is made from the same kind of particles, it means that everything is just a wave of probabilities and they only collapse into a single possibility when an observation or consciousness is there. Then how can this universe be completely hard deterministic? 
The people who believe determinism is the only truth will mostly have a vision of the world as something that happens mechanically and there's nothing special to it. They will see all of their decisions as something they cannot control at all. So why bother trying to make good decisions? Why bother helping others and making the best of your life? After all, it's not your decision. And yet, they feel proud because they think they know the absolute truth about how the universe works. Remember, whatever you believe is what you create. And so they create that reduced reality of the world, where nothing matters. Under this view, you may as well kill others or commit suicide. After all, that was predetermined, wasn't it? You cannot be blamed for something wasn't your decision, isn't it? Big religions and dogmas also have deterministic ideas and even paradoxical ideas. Basically, God created you and you have free will, but if you choose to be bad, you will burn in hell. So you have to choose to be good. Otherwise, God will be angry with you, although he is all made of love, but apparently he can also get angry and kill you in a massive flood. So why would he, and I say he because apparently it's not a she, allow you to have free will in the first place, if all he wants is you to choose to be good? Then there is the idea of God being responsible for everything that happens, and that's fine, but it's also deterministic, and again, if an external entity is responsible, then you don't feel responsibility on anything you do, and that can be dangerous. So do you think you have decisions? Or do you think everything is decided for you? Decisions. We always want to make the right decision. And sometimes we think we made the wrong one, even if it was the best decision we could have done. But humans are always thinking to get to a better place, aiming towards the best decisions for the best possible outcome. There's no way to know if the decision we made was good or bad. Even if we're totally convinced that this current decision is bad, it can bring great fortune in the future. Or we might think we made an excellent decision but it turns out to have a final bad outcome from it. No one knows if the decision they're making is good or not, but as long as you make one decision, it's a good one. The real goal of making decisions is not to make the right one, but to have an experience from it. There are no real good or bad decisions. Okay, I know how crazy that sounds, but let's separate this reality, where you can feel, see, smell, hear and taste from the real source of existence. I will call it the real reality. Because obviously if I make a decision in this reality, it could be bad or good. For instance, killing someone innocent would be considered a bad decision. But it is a decision that will generate an experience from which we can learn. In this case, it is a negative experience, which is better than no experience at all. But of course, there are also positive decisions with positive outcomes, also positive decisions with negative outcomes, and all sorts of combinations, it's infinite. But one lifetime is not enough to experience all those possible decisions and outcomes. From your point of view as an individual human being, you live a short linear life. 
And by the way, that linearity in time is also an illusion, but that's for another episode. Let's say that you make a decision that you later regret, and you ask yourself, what would have happened if I have decided another option instead? You might think you'll be happier, but in reality, you don't know. Because that could have triggered other events that you cannot predict, and the later outcome of that could be worse, or it could be better. But you don't know. And yet, we spend a lot of time thinking about the past and the future, and not living in the here and now. Is it possible not to make decisions? Fundamentally, you always have to make a decision. Because if you don't want to make decisions, then you are deciding not to make decisions anymore. It all comes down to how many decisions you want to make. Let's hear what Michio Kaku, a well-respected scientist, has to say about all this. Newtonian determinism says that the universe is a clock. A gigantic clock that's wound up at the beginning of time and has been ticking ever since according to Newton's laws of motion. So, what you're going to eat 10 years from now, on January 1st, has already been fixed. It's already known using Newton's laws of motion. Using Newton's laws of motion. Einstein believed in that. Einstein was a determinist. Does that mean that a murderer this a horrible mass murderer isn't really guilty of his works because it was already preordained billions of years ago. Einstein said, well, yeah, in some sense that's true. Even mass murderers were predetermined. But he said, they should still be placed in jail. Heisenberg then comes along and proposes the Heisenberg uncertainty principle and says, nonsense. There's uncertainty. You don't know where the electron is. It could be here, here, or many places simultaneously. Many places simultaneously. This, of course, Einstein hated because he said God doesn't play dice with the universe. Well, hey, get used to it. Einstein was wrong. God does play dice. Every time we look at an electron, it moves. There's uncertainty with regards to the position of the electron. So what does that mean for free will? It means in some sense we do have some kind of free will. No one can determine your future events given your past history. There's always the wild card. There's always the possibility of uncertainty in whatever we do. Whatever we do. Today's recommendation is the book called Real Magic. Ancient Wisdom, Modern Science, and a guide to the secret power of the universe, written by Dean Radin. If you want to know more about this show, support us, or even join our community in our Discord server where we can discuss these topics even further, visit astropodcast.com. Some music elements, sound effects, and field recordings were produced by me specifically for this episode. Other music was licensed through Arlist.io. The next episode is going to be about the power of the mind. Thank you for listening, and thank you for existing.